0: so uh i am coming today from clarksville tennessee which jace is about is about an hour north northwest i guess of uh of your place uh, down in franklin and uh it was really interesting dad because to get here uh for a bit i went on james robertson parkway when I was in the Nashville area. And then I went through Robertson County as the county right before mm-hmm. I got to this county, whatever this one is. Yep. So I feel like I'm kind of, you know, among some of the home folks up here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've actually looked into that. I'm thinking about going up there and metal detecting it, see if I can find
0: something. I think there's a lot of our roots in Tennessee. There there are. We came through here. The James, the famous James Robertson is definitely in our lineage. Yep. Uh, but you know what's even better, Jace? Look, I found a... Uh, here in Clarksville, there is a Black Rifle coffee shop, like a, hmm. a store. So I, I stopped by this morning, so I got my double black diamond. I mean, I, I really feel very, I mean, I feel like I'm there, but I'm here. Oh. <laughs> That was a seal, that was a seal moment. Al. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess that was so earth shattering it just causes you know, a, a well falls in the proceeding. Phil, Phil looked at him like no comment. I don't know. You're drinking
2: so, the same kind of coffee, so you feel like you're here. Well, I, I just, just feel didn't like get I'm the there. But it,
0: I guess it's, you know? I'm surrounded by Robertsons. I'm drinking Black Rifle coffee. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm at the uh, Trenton. Uh, Crossing Church of Christ, you know, it's kind of our, our roots and our heritage. So I spoke here last night to a group of Utes uh, here, several hundred of them, and it was really good. They were excited about, of course, we had a bunch of podcast listeners. Some of them drove from Kentucky. I mean, anybody within a couple of hours drove to be here yesterday when I spoke at this church and they let me do it. So Jace, last night, I was late to the proceedings because they had like some, some uh, music groups and stuff like that. I was late to the proceedings because we got down to the fourth quarter of the Kansas City uh, versus uh, the Bengals. Joe Burrow, the Bengals. Yeah. And uh, I was so into that. I was like, you know, I know I'm late, but I I can't leave. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to leave until this is on. I I felt like I was watching the LSU
2: National Championship game. I was up there, which you got to remember the Chiefs, they have. uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and uh, yep. the, honey, Matthew. The, the honey, honey badger. badger. <clears throat> but there's something about Burrow. I mean, and look, I, I'm going to dec- make a declaration. I made this to you on the text message. Because now you have two states rooting for Joe Burrow because he's from Ohio. But then when he came down here, he fell in love with Louisiana. He won a nice championship, you know, with, with the – help of the team, but I think he's the type of quarterback that makes everybody better, obviously. Something about him. But now, as this continues, this is making uh, outside of the campus and, and the people involved at Ohio State University, because this is this is becoming one of the dumbest people ever to let go. <laughs> Whoever made the decision of we're, well, uh, Burrow, yeah, he ain't got it. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, there's a there's an embarrassment level <laughs> this is reaching. So outside of that, wherever uh Ohio State is, where are they at? Columbus,
0: Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Outside of
2: Columbus, everybody in Ohio and Louisiana is pretty fired up. But I, they're probably fired up too. They're probably claiming him now. Yeah, we trained him, sent him down there, <laughs> even though we basically he started.
0: He started here. <laughs> They're like, you
2: can't start for us. You know, go find somewhere else. He's like, okay, national championship. Then a couple of years later, I mean, the Bengals, you got to remember, two years ago, they won two games. Yeah. I mean, this has been quite incredible. It has. Just some, and it wasn't like, I mean, that defense yesterday is really what made the impact. But. Still, I mean, they gave up twenty-one points in the first half. They're at home, Kansas City. You know, Mahomes has only lost one other time to Tom Brady. Yeah, and then uh oh,
0: so it was pretty exciting. Oh, I have to say, if they hadn't have scored that late touchdown in the first half, I probably would never would have saw it because about one more score, they almost scored a half time, and I was like, nah. You know, this is uh, you know, I was a little afraid of a runaway but man once they scored and then i was like well you never know you know burrow he they came back well, last time
2: and they got a little cocky uh Kansas city when it's there's five seconds left they're on about the five yard line and they're like no no one more play let's run this and they threw a little screen pass to that guy's real fast heel and they tackled him and then all of a sudden time out up too late missed that field goal well that field goal would have come in handy as it turned uh, out, <laughs> <laughs> <When you> so, <laughs> turned you out to be the
0: difference in the game. Well, the I anchor, think right.
2: momentum. You know, you can't under, underestimate momentum. But we had uh, yesterday kind of signified our last day of duck season, and it was the first time I had gotten to go in a week because we're filming this this little show that I really I wish I could tell you about, but you know. Not sure why I can't get into that i i did I did find some humorous things I think I can talk about this. These people come all all they come down from all over the country and i I noticed something this past week they don't understand about gumbo mud they don't so I pulled up at one place and I looked and there's just a vehicle I could tell it was theirs. It's just in the middle of the yard just sunk. You know, they had a trailer behind it. I thought, why would they pull right there after a two-inch rain? And so then I look up, and they're trying to get the vehicle out. I said, hey, of course, this is not my lane. This is their. I said, you're going to get that one stuck too. And they're all looking at me. Like, and one of the guys said, well, we got to try. I said, nope, <laughs> nope not gonna work don't
0: don't do it yeah
2: (laughs) and so they went down there and they got that and stuff well then you know the person in charge around there they had heard me say that they're like how did you how did you know that wasn't gonna work i was like do you want me to go down here and give these people a tutorial on louisiana gumbo and they were like please so i went down there and i said look here's the deal after a two-inch rain, you never get off the road anywhere, ever. So number two, there's a there's an invention in the tire world. It's called mud grips. If you don't have them, then you can't pull somebody out because it's it doesn't matter how big the vehicle is, how big a motor's got. See those tires? And the one you tried to pull this one out, I was like, the tires are just sitting there spinning. The so one of the guys said, I have mud grips on mine. I was like, go get yours and pull them out. Take the trailers off, so it was just a strange fun. You know, people just don't understand. But I wouldn't know either. I'm not. I'm not.
1: I'm not getting on them. You just wouldn't know that. Well, in the middle of that, various dilemmas people fall into. Your mama has a pattern. <laughs> oh boy! A lot of times when we go duck hunting, we're in the blind and. Time is passing, so she'll get up in the morning. We all leave at five o'clock in the morning. We're gone. We're in the woods down here. So many a many a time, when you get home, about eleven thirty. So you left at five in the morning. You're back at eleven thirty, and you walk in the kitchen to see what the cook came up with because you're hungry. You're hungry now, and you're actually more hungry than normal, more hungry than normal Something so I, so it. I walked over there to the to the the cabinet there I mean what do you call the thing the where the other little stove is it's the the island the island the island is in the kitchen. I go in there. there's a note there, like I've seen many a note <laughs> located there, so I looked down and it said, "Roast, put in oven." It's eight forty-five, <laughs> so I look down, and there's a note there. Roast is in, put in the oven at eight forty-five, and there was a period. That means whatever time you have when y'all usually roll in, usually between eleven thirty and twelve.
2: So three get, hours on the, ro- what yeah. the what is the what is the cooking time on a roast?
1: About three, three hours. Okay. So I, I look down there. I said, Hey. Roasting. Oh, right. Dairy. That old stone I said, let's so you get you put in the on rice roast roast. in or does she, do, or she I did? I said, I'll tell you what, let's get the roast out and we'll just see how the roast cooked. And then we'll, uh, you know, put in his sides when need stone. I said, get that roast out of there. So he gets his, you know, it's <laughs> keeps it burning your hands. What do you call him? Pot, <laughs> Pot holders. He goes in there and he, get the, he reaches in the oven, he pulls out a big old bo- thick, 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 thick boiler, you know. <laughs> roasting pan so he I I, I I got a butcher knife in one hand and a fork in the other <laughs> i'm just fixing to kind of cut into it well he sets it down and he reaches and he takes the lid off like this he takes the lid off presentation for those listening and he's and i'm looking taking the lid off i'm looking and for about five seconds <laughs> stone didn't say anything and i didn't say anything i'm looking didn't turn oven. Oh, oven lo off. and behold the oven was on oh well he took it off and but no put, roast. Put, There's no root. roast. No roast. <laughs> no roast. Just an empty pot. <laughs> empty pot, and it's hot, because it's been cooking just sitting there in the oven for three hours at 325 degrees, uh, three hours. So I'm looking at it. I'm speechless. I said, "Well, <laughs> where's the meat?" <laughs> so Stone looks at me, and said. I don't get it. I said, I don't either. We're looking around. So was it like a clean black pot? A clean black pot. It's oh, so she one had never. Big put iron it, pots, it? and it's just got a lid on it, and, but there's nothing in the pot. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I looked around.
0: I thought maybe it evaporated. So <laughs> Dad, you were the opposite of Arby's. You I'm, have no meats. <laughs> I, have, I have no meat. So I'm saying,
1: well, what could have happened? So I looked over there if there's any more pots. I said, which one has the roast in it? So I look on the stove over here, and I pick the lid up. It's been browned. The potatoes are there. The carrots are there. It's been browned, but it's just sitting there. Oh Wrong boy. pan in the oven. Oh, boy. So I'm just getting you ready when, when your woman gets about in her about, she's about a year behind me, when your woman gets in the 70s. Make sure you check the pot before you put it in the oven. That way you got your meat in the oven and. Yeah, so what do you do there? Do you put it just in the oven now? You put or? it back in there and you wait another three hours before you eat Go take a nap. <laughs> eat something to tie you That's a up. first. I've never had that one, I've never seen that one before. Have the oven on, have the pot in the oven, but, but the other one is the one where the meat is, and this one is empty.
0: So what did Mom say? I mean, because I called she... them
1: up because so I, I thought it was a pretty funny thing. I called them up. <laughs> yeah. And when I told my woman what happened, she's telling the two women with her, all of them, you know, going up in years, but, but uh, Brown, you know, Lynn Brown. But when she was, she was giving them what happened, and every time she'd tell them something else, they'd just, <laughs> I mean, they were cackling.
0: <laughs> I mean, they laughed. So who, who did she blame it on? Because I'm sure she blamed it on one of her handlers. Ms. Kay
1: said she had the roast all prepared, salt and black pepper browned in the oven a little bit, or a little olive oil, whatever. We had the carrots and potatoes. And she said she told Lynn to put it in Uh-oh. the oven. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Lynn picked up the wrong pot. I think Uh-oh. I could have told by the weight. <laughs> But anyway, she grabbed the wrong pot, put it in the oven, and cooked the pot for three hours and nothing in it. Well, which well, the, goes
2: back to you have too many pots, which gets into the hoarding issues again. Yep, it
0: happens. So, well, and also at mom's age now, she has a lot of helpers because she's not supposed to be picking up heavy stuff, and so she's got you know some issues. That's so. Right. Every time you add in another handler, you uh, also add in apparently the. Uh, the propensity for missing the boat there. The good
1: news is not one, no tempers flared over that. It was just a big laugh. We all laughed and that was about it.
0: Well, uh, let's take a break. So Jace, with all this, you got filming going on the show, doing the podcast. How are you sleeping these days? Are you sleeping well? I'm sleeping fine, just not in large
2: quantities of
0: time (laughs) which you've always been a little less on the sleep than dad and I anyway that's just kind of the way you roll right well one of the ways I know you get a good night's sleep is because like me you sleep on a helix mattress which is a a fantastic product that you and I discovered from the podcast and uh, you went on just like I did took a little quiz told them what kind of how firm you like your mattress how soft you liked it and then you got a great mattress correct so here, you can do the same thing. We want you to check these guys out at helixsleep.com slash unashamed. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's almost, you know, what, a third of a year. Uh, but you're going to love it, uh, so uh, trust us. Helix is also offering up to $200 off all mattresses and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com H-E-L-I-X, slash unashamed. So that's helixsleep.com slash unashamed, $200 off, two free pillows, and a great night's sleep, whether it's a little like Jace or a lot like me. I'd have to say, Dad, that, that especially as you've gotten older, you and Mom, that you guys have put a principle out in marriage, and you talk about it some that's really important, I think, for anybody's marriage. And that is to have a sense of humor. Because if you can't can't, laugh at some calamities, you know, I mean, you're going to be in trouble all the time. You are
2: Uh, correct. So I'll tell you what happened. Here's something I can tell about the filming. So Missy comes down on this trip with us, and we're all staying in this Airbnb, and we're going out to this historical place. Well, the day, let's see, yeah, Uh, she put on a pot of beans, at the Airbnb in in a crock pot, which because Jeff and Jessica they love that, and I do too. It's my it's elevated because she makes this spicy cornbread with it. Al, you've been over many times. Oh yeah, had that. very good. I mean, it's it's top three meals here. Well, during the day, somehow or another, they order lunch for you, these TV people, and mine got left out. I mean, we everybody goes up because you're out. We're out in obscure places, you know. So there's, they look around, they're like, nope, looks like you got weeded out. So i I'm, like, oh, I'm going back treasure hunting. So I t- I just take off while they're eating lunch. So I worked up an incredible hunger. So that night, I ate an obscene amount of beans and rice and cornbread. Because, I mean, you just think, I've been out there all day, eating. I think I would eaten a granola bar out of their little crafty thing. Oh, yeah. Well, the next day... You know, we go out there, we're hunting. And I found something and uh and I was these rows in this field were really high and I had my knees positioned in a certain way and I was excited about what I found. And you know, the way we do it, they're kind of following everybody around and when there's a hit, you know, they come gather around you and but I'd gotten in a position that was uncomfortable and they had some technical issue and they were like, "Hang on," but the longer I sat in this, I felt like a a human. What uh, are those things? Uh back <laughs> Like and the forward, back the hummingbirds,
0: like the bird that goes in the No, a
2: seesaw is what I was thinking. Oh, I was on okay. this row, and I was going like a seesaw, and my knees started hurting
0: incredibly <laughs>
2: bad. And I thought they were like, "Hang on, hang on," and I was like, "I can't hang on here." And so when I I elevated myself just to get some pressure off my knees. I'm not kidding. It sounded like a bomb went off because I had eaten all those beans. And I couldn't help it. It was uncontrollable. And it went on for, like, a long time. I mean, I'd say 45
1: seconds. It was a... <laughs> and I kind of got tickled about it. I've never heard a lower bowel tract to last that
0: long. Problem. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. So I look around. Hey, none Jay's. These, none, hey, none Jay's. Of, Jay's dad can count on one hand. Well, right. one hand. Phil, <laughs> All the times you have superhuman yeah. power when it comes yeah, to I
1: the lower. I've been teetering out there on a road bu- Rope. <laughs> I'd have oh. just made myself comfortable. I mean, what hey tell t-
2: you, t- what it was so it was so crazy uh. that I actually yeah. thought I have found there's some yoga instructor out here somewhere who would die for this positioning. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, I have figured out a way. <laughs> to relieve the <laughs> inner <laughs> gases that have been trapped. So look, none of these people are laughing. Because they're taught uh. you never like laugh. You never we weren't filming, we were waiting on a technical issue. Well I see this this body over here just and there was actually no women around me at the time. So it was it wasn't like I was being rude in front of, you know, mixed company. <laughs> yeah. We're all men here. And it was <laughs> we uncontrollable. All do it. Yeah, I yeah. could have it. So I see one person kind of in the sitting position, just moving and is the sound man and then it hit me i thought can you imagine what that sounded like <laughs> in his ears <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he got tickled and he just couldn't quit laughing and i thought and he's like 50 feet away so he's yeah. not experiencing well here's what's weird so i went back down to the position where they want him, and they're like, hang and I'm on. I'm guessing, but he was out of Los Angeles, California. I'm not sure where they're from, Phil. But Oh, you <laughs> can stop. tell. He couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> and so when I rose back up, same thing. It was just like the exact <laughs> replica. It just, <laughs> and I thought, does this have something to do with my age? Now, when I said that, everybody lost it. They all... <laughs> And I thought, it's okay to laugh. Now let's just stop and have a laugh. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know where That's I was going Byproduct, was... It's a byproduct of brown beans. Too many beans. That's what it too was. Too many beans. And I got in a contorted position, and it just, there was nothing I could do about it, you know? Yeah. But then when well, we got back home that night, well, we all laughed about that, you know, for, for 10 minutes because i thought
0: it was embarrassing but i couldn't help it what can i do well the difference i mean i'm not my company doesn't produce that show if i'm producing that show i'm like you run that that was hilarious that would have been so funny to have on the show i mean i realize it's lowbrow I mean, humor but you know. it is lowbrow but i wasn't there was nothing i could do about it well that's what it i'm was saying was it wasn't controllable. Like
2: and like if you heard it you would have said there's no way someone could do that on purpose that's why it was cut. But I'd been down so long, and it had just created the perfect storm. And <laughs> there it
0: went. <laughs> uh, the travails of being a sound man. Yeah, that Cause was you know, funny because I thought, boy, he's got the best. Did you ever say something can. to him after,
2: like once it was a Oh, yeah. He's like. What did he say? He said some, you know, he made references I wasn't familiar with, but it was like, it was a C4. It sounded like a C4 (laughs) explosive went off, and then it just, the echo just continued and continued and continued and
0: continued. (laughs) I was like, hey. Hey, leave it to a sound guy to have a weird way to describe somebody farting. I actually said,
2: well, you know, it was a bomb of sorts.
0: Well, uh, I was going to Hey, on, Jace. Before you go there, I, I wanted to mention this. We're going to wind up in First Corinthians seven, uh, but we got about a week left on our uh, blaze.tv.com/unashamed. Uh, we're doing this new, and by the way, I talked to a lot of people up here in Tennessee that are listening to podcasts that love it. A lot of them uh, have subscribed, so they're loving the Unashamed OT, which is basically another hour of content a week. Uh, we do a bonus segment uh, for each podcast, and we do that on Blaze TV dot com slash unashamed and you still got about a week if you want to sign up to save fifteen dollars off a one year subscription so what you do is uh until february 7th you use the code more unashamed m-o-r-e unashamed uh, and that's going to save you fifteen bucks on a, on a yearly subscription to be able to get the overtime so and, and not only do you get overtime you get their whole network so like all of dads in the woods all 800 episodes are there if you never got a chance to watch that Along with all their other content, so it's a good deal. Uh, we encourage you to do that. Blaze is uh, obviously the reason we're on the air, so I wanted to mention that. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was just going to say. Uh,
2: so, I don't know why I get a little nervous when when Missy's on the podcast or
0: you know on the show. She's coming because, on next week, by the way. Uh, so you got a week to get nervous.
2: See now, how come I don't know that? Well, why because
0: she why wouldn't she say, "Hey, I'm coming on the podcast," and she didn't I say th- a word. I think she's wanting to. I think she's wanting to surprise you. I probably ruined the surprise. She was. You did. Well, what I was going to say
2: is, because this chapter that we're that we're in, I told y'all before we started. This is a difficult. This is a difficult chapter for me.
1: I, I found it very uh, unusual. Let me put it that way. Uh, that. When it gets to marriage, with all the texts about us being the bride of Christ, you would think, out of all the the, uh, explanation on how to behave yourself when it gets when you you have this powerful sex drive at the younger at the young young age of eighteen or twenty, when marriage starts coming up, you know as a as a as a pattern. For the matters you wrote about. How about this opening line out on on the, the the way to have a great marriage? It's good for a man not to marry. <laughs> well, I mean, we're fixing to we're fixing to have a discussion of marriage, and the first thing out of out of the out of the Apostle Paul's mouth is, uh, I'm going to talk to you about marriage. You know what? It's good for a man not to marry. Now, there's the old Dan. You know, we call him the eunuch because he's chosen not to marry. And some people thought we were making fun of him or whatever, but we weren't doing that at all. We were telling Dan, I said to him, it's cheaper. It's good for a man not to marry. And of course everybody was looking at me like, that's crazy. Think about it, these writings are right at 2000 years old. And a guy that's been handpicked by Jesus to preach the gospel, and discuss all the matters that come up in the process. They're dealing with marriage, and but it's, it's good for a man not to marry, but there's so much immorality. Uh, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Then he starts going into the, the roles of the husband and the father. And well, let me mention... Let I me gave mention. a lesson on it, basically not this particular... Not right here, but I was just saying, whatever happens when you, when you marry someone, just make sure that you're a man, she's a woman. Make sure of that, and then proceed. I said, but you're going to have to learn how to, how to roll with the punches and, and, and keep your spiritual fervor and, and watch yourself as far as being belligerent and all of this. You're going to have to love your wife. I mean... A whole lot in a continuing love and a relationship or it's it's going to go south on you because it happens all the time. That's right.
0: Let's uh, let's take a break. So uh, we've talked a lot about pro life here lately because uh, we just did the big march up in D.C., which was amazing and fantastic, and we got some big cases. Uh, coming up this year, one of the groups uh, that was a sponsor of the Big March, but also as a sponsor of our podcast, is a group called 40 Days for Life. And uh, Jace, when one episode you weren't on, we had uh, the uh, the CEO of this organization on the podcast with the uh, mom and dad and Lisa and myself. Really good group, uh, help a lot of people, uh, kind of one of those frontline uh, groups in the, in the uh, fight on abortion. And so we love what they're doing. They've got uh, they've got centers all across the world, which is fantastic. And they've come up with a new resource, uh, which we are super excited about. And uh, it's the uh, quarterly magazine is what it's called. So this idea is that 40 days is about fasting and praying for life. And so they've got this uh, magazine uh, called Day 41, which is free. And you go to 40daysforlife.com slash magazine. Uh, to be able to get this gift and be a part of their ministry. Uh, they've also got a great book uh, there that you can take advantage of, which is the the What to Say When, the complete new guide to discussing abortion. So get 41 at 40 com slash magazine. Check out their website. they got a great campaign coming up that's going to kick off in over 600 cities on March 2nd. So check them out. So, right off the bat, I mean, as far as an overview, it is an interesting text, and, and I know Jay says the theory he's going to tell us about, but let me mention, since we're in that first verse, that, it, and I did a little bit of, we, we talked about the Greek study, but I did a little bit of look at the Greek on this, because in the margin of your NIV, that same passage says, it's good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, which is a little different take than saying it's you know it's good for a man not to marry, because then he comes back and repeats that same thought. Here's what the Greek said. Here's the exact Greek interlinear. If you just took the Greek words in there, and here's what it says in the Greek. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. So in the original language, that's what Paul said. So I think it's more a relationship probably to he's he's going to define sex and where it's supposed to be as opposed to the marriage covenant itself. So it's kind of a continuation of what we talked about in chapter six. And the idea is that, look, sex is designed for marriage. and But to your point, Dad, Paul says later, I wish you were like me. So even though this may be a little bit different contextually, he's saying, I wish you didn't even have to worry about sex because you'd have a lot less to worry about. So, I mean, that theme is throughout the text, no doubt about it. And it's so much danger attached to it, you know.
1: You know, in in the Ten Commandments, you know, about number what, number six or seven there, you know, don't commit adultery.
0: So. Well, I did find it interesting that Paul, who was never married, said, I wish you wouldn't marry because there's a lot of problems and a lot of headaches to deal with. But Solomon, who had a thousand wives (laughs) in Proverbs 18, said, uh, it's good for a man to marry, he, he who marries finds favor in the Lord. So, it is an interesting take on different cultures and different ways, even uh, in the he, Bible.
1: He and, and again, he's he, about three fourths of the way through, Jace. In first, uh, if you marry, you've not sinned, and if a virgin marries, she's not sinned, it's okay to marry. But <clears> this still stands, and everybody always laughs when I read this and they say that's not in the Bible. Those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you this. He's basically saying staying sing single now is a good way to roll.
0: Yeah, right? That's right. And and again, I think the thing that just now let's do an overview of the whole chapter and Jason. By the way,
1: that's yours. seven that's yeah. seven uh well, before we get too far
0: down this rabbit hole. I I,
2: I just wanted to say I mean this is the first phrase which neither one of you mentioned which I thought was interesting because he says now for the matters you wrote about so I got the impression based on reading that that they, they asked questions about a- this asked him questions so he Correct. stops and addresses them he addresses Correct. them but this reminded me of that what happened and uh you remember in Matthew 22 23 when the sadducees came up which they said there was no resurrection and they said what about the the woman because moses had told them if your husband dies then the brother of the widow marries and now she did that what six or seven times right and then at the resurrection well, whose wife is? Should be. They they came up with a scenario to try to trap Jesus from the old law, saying, Well, (laughs) if this resurrection is going to happen, how will which husband? That wouldn't make any sense. So there's no resurrection. That was kind of their deduction. And he's like, What? The resurrection people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. But before he said that, he said, You're in error because you don't know the scriptures or the power. Of God. And I feel like the reason that reminds me of this is because they evidently, after you read this chapter, you realize they asked him every question under the sun about marriage. That's right. And, well, what if. Well, what if, because you got a member back here.
1: They were trying uh, to get a loophole to where they could continue with sex without being married.
2: Well, the Epicureans, you remember that in Acts uh, 17 or whatever, the Epicureans are mentioned in the Stoics or whatever, and, and that was before he got to Corinth. But And this Gnosticism, which was, they actually, there was a belief going on that you couldn't have sex with your wife. You couldn't experience the pleasure of... Which I think he was referring to here, could be it, but that was going on back then. Correct. But, yeah, and so which it seems crazy, because he says, uh, since there's so much, yeah, it is good for a man not to marry, but since there's so much immorality, each man should have his own wife. Where was I getting that from? Oh, where it says, don't deprive each other. Yeah. Yeah. Verse five. Do not deprive each other. Of course, these are men's. It should be a man's favorite verse in the Bible. Yeah. Because you go in there and like, hey, don't deprive. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of kidding, but not really. (laughs) So what I was going to say is when you think about it, all the different scenarios that you could do. I, I keep giving the big picture of this whole letter to the church at Corinth because the backdrop is you have the thousand prostitutes going out working in the streets. They have some serious gender issues, which we're going to get to in the next two or three chapters. There's a lot of immorality going on. We just went through 1 Corinthians 6. So this is kind of the backdrop. And so I thought big picture, when you think about the plan of God, the plan, God made, if God is truly creator of all people and he made them male and female, if you go back to Matthew 19 where you referenced the eunuch reference where he gave the same discussion about marriage, he said some are eunuchs because they were born that way, some have been made that way by men, uh, and others have renounced marriage for the kingdom of God. I mean, that seems to kind of mirror what Paul is going here going with here to the Corinthians but he also in in Matthew 19 Jesus gives this foundation he said God created them male and female so here's my point if you look at the plan of God if he didn't make everybody male and female and would, that would mean we would be sons and daughters of him and so when we're and it mentions that several times in these letters about us being the sons and daughters of God. Well, we're all made by God. So we're all made on purpose for a purpose by God. We're all children of God. But not all of us get married. That's optional. That's optional. So I think the reason this is kind of difficult for us because there's a lot of options. I mean, look, even in my own marriage, when we did our premarital counseling, we filled out this form, our compatibility, they call it a compatibility, uh, what do they call that, Al? It sees what you have in common yeah. or whatever. I right. forgot, it's like a compatibility test. Well, I was curious, because I thought, at face value, I don't feel like I have anything in common with this woman outside of Jesus. So I was curious <laughs> on what they were gonna come up with.
0: So when- hey, Hang how on, you, Jace. Jesus, let's take a break. So Jace is always talking about stock market, uh, which is one way to invest. Another way is real estate, uh, which is healthy, I think, probably when you say, Jace, to have real estate yeah. as well as uh, stock market. You've got
2: to be diversified.
0: Diversified. So one of the tools that's uh, really helpful when you're talking about real estate, or really any purchase, uh, is being able to have a really high credit score. It's going to help you get the best interest rate to save you the most money over the long haul, especially if it's a car, a house, or, you know, some expensive purchase. And so you want to get that score up quick. And one of our sponsors, the group called Scoremaster, and so they help boost your credit score by an average of 61 points, which saves you tens of thousands of dollars just on that alone. But sometimes it can be even more than that. So check these guys out. Try Scoremaster for free and see how many points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash fill. That's scoremaster.com slash fill, and try to get that credit score up so you can uh, really diversify your portfolios.
2: So you mentioned uh, one of your mentors, mentors, who was my premarital counselor, Carl and Barbara Allison. Yep. Well, I kept asking him about it because I was curious. I said, what about the compatibility thing? And he kept putting it off, kept putting it off. I was like, how long does it take to get results to, you know? (laughs) Well, the bottom line, he was putting it off because it was, it basically said, you two yeah, you're incompatible. (laughs) So I kept pressing him on it and he finally said, brother, how's your prayer life? (laughs) And I was thinking, what? He's like, because with, you know, with man, some things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I was like, so go you're saying it. we're not compatible. He's like, if we went by that that score, it basically said, y'all need to just go your own separate ways. It's never going to work.
1: It's good for a man not to marry to begin with. That's basically,
2: look, that is basically what he was saying, and this is my premarital Interesting
1: counsel. when you're to, on the deprivation part, in other words, uh, the, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent. Talking about compatibility, you say, i tell you what, let's don't have sex for a while. And for a time. He said, now, don't get carried away here because you, you can pray, devote yourself to prayer, just, just, it strengthens your spiritual part. Then come together again. Now, so you hadn't had sex for two weeks, three weeks, whatever, or two days, whatever. Then come together again, the sex is back, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. It's a being married, you have an option if you even delay the sex part since that's all you're getting, biblically speaking, is your wife. That's it. So if that's all you're getting, you, you look at that and you say, I understand where we don't want to go a whole, whole while because if I can't control my sexual urges, we need to turn that loose among each other here. We don't need to. Well, try exactly. To go around. That's you what know, One saying. of you is going to live like uh, whatever, where there's no sex. Oh, they don't like sex. I've heard them say it. We don't like, we don't like to get into that. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, uh, sexual, what shall I say, problems that arise.
2: Oh, I, I'm I can sure really sex... get out of
1: hand in a hurry because of that lack of self-control. Exactly, Phil, because they were saying, "Oh, we're just not."
2: Because the Epicureans were teaching that, look, you just need to do everything in moderation. But, but the sex life causes anxiety yep. in the marriage, so let's just not do that. Yep. Well, that's one thing to say that. <laughs> it's another
1: thing to try to pull it off. I mean, there there's been other people you're going down uh, a slippery slope when you go down that road. Well to in finish my opinion.
2: To finish my earlier thought, what I was gonna say is is so here when it comes to marriage and it comes back to that Matthew twenty two where they didn't know the scriptures or the power of God. I look at my wife and I what makes our marriage great in my mind is cause we focus on being a son of God or a daughter of God first. Because that Because we believe God created us for a purpose. Then we focus on being, because we are technically brothers and sisters in the Lord. So we all have that in common. That's never going away. It's a spiritual relationship rather than putting all your your faith in the physical. Because no matter whether you believe in God or not, the physical part of the sexual relationship, that's going to end either yep. on this life or the next, going end. That's why he said you don't know the power of God. But if you focused on those issues as far as the foundation, I believe your marriage has a better opportunity to succeed because I was going to get first you got the plan of God which which shows us he's a father. I'm getting this back to the triune in nature. Then you had the purpose of God, which what is God's purpose? to reveal his love and grace to humanity. That's why he created us. So look, well, well, I, let me can I just finish though? And yep. so then he sends Jesus to do what? To show everyone how the Father is and then he loves us and wants us. Well, that's our purpose. So my wife and I, the reason we came together to be married was that we were going to be a team to go out and do God's purpose, which leads to the third thing, which is Through his power, that happens, which then gets into the Holy Spirit. So what I'm saying, I didn't understand 1 Corinthians 7, because I think they wrote him about everything controversial, saying, how do we we make, uh, I I wrote this down, how do we make, how do we fit Jesus into our situation? And where I think they missed it was that you take your situation, his reference, and you give it to the Lord. there's a totally different perspective in doing that because all these situations can be different. But it's a matter of priorities, just saying, oh, well, fix this. How do I fix this? How do I fix that? When we're out there supposed to be doing the purpose of God, that's all I was just going to say.
1: I would simply say that there's no way to really get a good handle on this except by one, one thing, time, time. Now you you guys, I call y'all the young bucks, but, but <laughs> both y'all getting gray whiskers. What you'll find is now y'all are in your what, your 50s?
2: 50s, close enough. In your and-
1: 50s, you look at sex inside marriage one way. Trust me when I tell you mid 70s, next, next uh, stop 80, you begin to understand that there's far more important things amazingly as sex it's a lot of fun but when you get to be 75 my age you begin to get some perspective that it's not better than eternity it's not better than living forever it's not better than having peace of mind between you and your woman it becomes uh not a non-issue you still have a little fun at 75 but you say it's, not, it, 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 it's got a spot over here, but it's not the guiding force of your life by no stretch of the imagination. You grow up and time passes, and there come a time when you say, it won't be a big issue at all. These people well, were pr- primarily, they never doubted, there were a lot of young people here. So I think he Apostle brings Paul, that up
2: in 29 when he says, yeah. he says time is short. From, you know, the wives should live as if they had none. Those yeah. who mourn, if they did There you go. The world's passing away. You there know you know go. I think, uh, let's take our last break.
0: I think that's the point. Uh, I want to comment on a couple of things. So, so one, uh, Jace, you're right. We're, we're basically trying to interpret a letter where you only got half of the information. We didn't get the questions. We only mm-hmm. got the answers. And so that makes it a little difficult, right? Because he's specifically yep. dealing with something. I think the, the the clue to that, Jace, is in verse 10. He, he says, not I, but the Lord. And he was quoting what you talked about, Matthew 19, what Jesus said about divorce and it's better to stay married. And then from verse 12, he says, I, not the Lord, meaning to me, he's basically saying, here's my advice. On how to deal with these specific situations that you sent me now, because Jesus,
1: Jesus didn't handle it in depth. Well, he didn't
0: specifically say it, which is why look, which is why
2: I went through the big picture. I mean, Jesus was more worried about the big picture. Something where everyone is involved is that you have to acknowledge at some point every human being on where did I come from? Am I a son made by God? or a daughter made by God, or not? Or did I come from seaweed and fish water? That's why I said, that's why I gravitated toward that, because that's what Jesus did, and I'm always looking at his model. You know, if you want to go to Ephesians 5, so he goes through the whole thing about the marriage, you know, because men and women are different, Different, obviously. I and mean, we've talked that to nausea. Not
1: so obvious in 2022.
2: Well, according to some. Yep. But my point of Ephesians five is bringing it up. He gets down to the end, and he's like, "I'm talking about Christ and the church. I mean, you each have your roles in your in your little marriages. Not not to demean that, but compared to you being married to Christ and then we're the bride of
0: Christ, that's the bigger picture.
1: That's my point."
0: Yeah. What? So 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 to prove your point, I think it's right there in the text. So in the end of chapter 6, you remember when he was talking about sex and morality, he said you your body belongs to the Lord. For that's in other words, your body is his and he is yours. Remember when he said that when he was talking about that's you don't unite well, with Well, I prost- think it was like that he was basically presenting this scenario where the
1: prostitute is competing with the Lord for your body. That's right. It's a good way to look at it. I think. See a lot of other things too, Al. While you're there, uh, you two, there you are, Al, and here you are, Jace, and there's more, family group. But you're the result of sex. You you are its result. Well, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No. I'm, I'm just saying. You, you you when you when you look at it, it, it it's a very uh, what's the word it's a very profound act the sex act and I, from what I read in first Corinthians 7 it's it's critical that you keep that in mind especially a guy who's been as sinful as I was in my past I get it now but at one time nope I didn't get it but it did produce you two, Willie Phyllis Jephthah so for that, I'm grateful, but time, as the time passes, your relationship with each other as a family
0: unit far outweighs the way you got here. Which That's by the all way that. By the way, that you're, to your point with Phyllis, who was, is the product of an affair, yep. but at the same time, she is a gift to not only us, but also to the world. Yesterday, she was Even in that was- can turn out good. That's right. Yesterday, she she got to speak for the first time in Missouri, and it happened to be on the two year anniversary of when she found out that she was your daughter, and she shared that very thing. And so I was so proud of her because she she sent me her speech. But I thought, man, look at the value of her life throughout her whole life. She we didn't know her till she was forty four, but yep. that to your point, that does produce procreation is obviously a big part of that. And and just to close this out because we're running out of time. So, Jay's to that point about the body, you know, belonging to Christ, when he says in verse 4, uh, chapter 7, the wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband, the same way the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. I think he's piggybacking on the same alone. thought that you mentioned, Yeah, he that if we understand that we're a part of the but body. We're of- almost. Oh, there you go. He's back. We lost you for a second, Al. So when we're, whenever we're connected to the body of Christ, which is what he said, that's why you don't want to bring in a prostitute, something outside of your relationship with Christ. He follows that up by saying, even when you're married, two become one flesh. Therefore, two bodies become one. The wife belongs to the husband. The husband belongs to the wife. And so even in a physical realm, he's saying, you treat this just like your relationship with the Lord. Exactly. That's why I'm a big proponent
2: when people, they use the Matthew 22, and they're like, oh, there's no marriage. You won't know your wife in heaven. And I'm like, oh, sure I will. It's just the physical aspect. There's no longer any need for that. But look, she's been my best friend, my sister, and a daughter of the Almighty, and we've been working together. We've become one. What God joins together, let not man separate. I mean, it just it evolved through the Spirit of God into something that he's using. I'm 100% sure that I'm be fully aware that she's my wife in heaven, just not in a physical way, but in this special
0: way that God, uh, you know, Again,
1: all it takes is time. Right. Time.
0: Well, and I I think, Dad, the challenge is what we'd like people to do is even at a younger age to figure out you don't necessarily have to wait until you get older. Why not apply some of those principles now that it's not the most important thing? I mean – I know when you're young, it feels like it is. And we're, and again, God built us to procreate, that's part of it, and to enjoy each other. But at the same time, it's not the most important thing in your life. It, it but should it's be. also...
1: America has, has turned it into idolatry. Now. It's
2: also well, like exactly. the judgments that were going on and the things that are lawful and the things that are unlawful, you know, that he that he mentioned in, in 1 Corinthians 6. They were coming up with these questions to try to just fit Jesus into what they wanted to do and I yep. think I I you know there's there's something to be said about whatever your situation is what I picked up from Paul here whatever it is if you surrender to Jesus as your lord and you use hit God's grace as a motivation for future decision making you're going to have the right heart to listen to what the lord wants you to do through his word and through his spirit that's in you no matter what situation because there's a lot of situations you can be in that's why it's a confusing if you but everybody gets so hung up on connecting all the uh you know the tissue that's in here and crossing the t's and dotting the i's and like trying to then have a creed that they can go around and police in marriage and i think they missed the point
1: entirely That's why it says when he he gave the list in in 1 Corinthians 6, neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters. Idolatry is right there
0: because they take it. We're going to talk quite a bit about that as we go forward. We're out of time uh, on a regular podcast. Just want to encourage you guys to check out uh, Unashamed uh, on Blaze TV, which we'll do a – we're going to have an OT over there. We're going to talk about the pros and cons uh, of getting married just in a practical sense. So we'll do that. And then uh, we'll pick up uh, in chapter seven next time. Thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to blaze TV at blazetvcom slash unashamed.